1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod, or text WonderyPod to
2: 500-500. Armed and Dangerous. Exclusive video. The Suspect. Plain Cornhole. There you go, Robbie. It's a ghost town citizens sheltering in place the timeline to a massacre shooter incident, multiple people down. inside the bowling alley and little Zoe hit in the leg by a bullet while she bowls I n- never thought
3: I'd grow up and g- get a bullet in my leg
2: then crash
4: and grab the new crime they deliberately smashed into a car and then held up the driver
2: and university of fear. Yeah! The attempt to storm the library as frightened students take cover. Plus, shop till you drop. Everything's locked up. With so many things locked up these days, how long could it take to buy stuff at stores? They locked up the underwear. Can you believe 24 minutes to buy a toothbrush? And wedding cake in your face. Some brides think it's fun. Lots of others are outraged. This bride says it even led to her divorce.
5: So disrespectful is it time to end the tradition of smashing the wedding cake in the bride's face.
2: Now inside edition with Deborah Norville.
6: Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelly in today for Deborah. Do not approach him. That is the warning from authorities as the manhunt continues for the suspect in that shooting spree in Maine. 18 people were killed and police say they will not rest until they get their man. Stephen Fabian reports.
7: Lewiston, Maine is a ghost town today. The entire place shut down as cops hunt for the bowling alley shooter schools and businesses are closed. Residents have been advised to shelter in place and lock their doors. CBS News correspondent Elaine Quijano is there.
3: Residents here are saying to me that they are very fearful right now. Uh, this is a very quiet community, a kind of big, small town, as one resident described it to me. The kind of place, even where people often will leave their doors unlocked at night. That was certainly not the case last evening.
7: The first 911 call came in at 6.56 p.m. from the local bowling alley, where a youth night was being held. Fairtime
5: recreation for an active shooter incident, multiple people down. We
7: yeah, have an active shooter. We have multiple injuries. Cops say the suspected gunman, Robert Card, entered the bowling alley with an assault rifle, raised and ready to fire. One report claims he was looking for his ex-girlfriend. This is what it looks like inside the bowling alley. There's a bar, a video arcade, and 22 lanes for bowling. Megan Hutchinson was there with her 10-year-old daughter Zoe, a competitor in the Youth Bowling League. Zoe's leg was grazed by a bullet. I
3: never thought I'd grow up and get a bullet in my leg. Why? Like, why do people do this? I have PD on scene, but the suspect is still at large.
7: Cops say the suspect left seven dead at the bowling alley, then drove four miles to Schmengi's Bar and Grill, once again reportedly looking for his ex-girlfriend. He opened fire at 7.08 p.m.
3: Two active shooter locations, all available units.
7: There was a cornhole tournament underway. Bar manager Joseph Walker was among the eight shot dead at Schmengi's. His father, Leroy, is a local councilman.
2: My son is dead, and I know he's dead. I know it as well as I know I'm standing here telling you because he's not here and he's not
7: at any other hospital. Some of the other victims were retiree Bob Violette, who taught bowling for fun. Tricia Aslan was shot as she called 911 Steven Vozella was playing in the cornhole tournament for deaf people at the restaurant. Bill Brackett was gunned down at the bar. At 11.30 p.m., cops found the suspect's car, a white Subaru SUV, abandoned near a remote boat launch. The door open and lights on. The boat launch is on the Androscoggin River, which bisects the state of Maine.
8: His escape is to the end of a, of a road in the woods that has a trailhead and a boat launch, so it appears... He knows the area. He didn't make that turn by mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, it suggests he had a plan.
7: The manhunt for Card spans several states. Even the Coast Guard is involved. NYPD is on alert should he get as far as New York City, five hours away. We took that person's image and sent out an alert to every smartphone in our department. The bloody rampage is the nation's deadliest shooting so far this year. In Maine, where there were just 29 homicides last year, The governor says she is heartbroken. This is a dark day for Maine, but I want every person in Maine to know that we will heal together.
6: And we are learning more about the suspect, Robert Card. We've obtained this exclusive video showing him taking part in a cornhole competition, the exact event that was taking place when gunshots broke out. Amber Cagliano has more.
5: It's exclusive video of the suspect, Robert Card, doing what he liked best, playing cornhole. It was recorded at a recent cornhole tournament.
8: There you go, Robbie.
5: The video was taken at the bar where eight victims were killed last night. Card is believed to have targeted the cornhole players. On Facebook, a regular at the bar writes I cannot believe we all played cornhole with that guy all last winter. I am so glad none of us were at the tournament tonight. was obsessed with cornhole here he is at a fundraiser last year holding a beer here's what we know about the 40-year-old suspect card served as an army reservist for 20 years he was just fired from his last job at a recycling center Last summer, Card was hospitalized for two weeks at a mental facility after hearing voices and threatening to shoot up an Army Reserve base in Maine. Psychiatrist Keith Abloh says those voices seem very real to disturbed people like
2: Robert Card. It may not even be his plot. It's some recording, if you will, playing in his mind. And he may be driven to keep killing because he's told to do so.
5: Card's sister-in-law says he recently started wearing hearing aids and he thought he could overhear people at the bowling alley talking about him. The suspect's brother spoke to CNN. He says the family has actually been texting him, reaching out to him, telling him to surrender. Former Marine Intelligence Officer Hal Kempfer says Card is skilled at evading capture due to his military training.
2: Frankly, for some of the officers that will encounter him, He may be much better trained and, in fact, better armed than they are. He may have planned, and this would be a very standard military thing, he may have have an escape and evasion plan on how to get
0: out.
5: Card is 5 feet 11 inches. He's 230 pounds and studied engineering at the University of Maine. Like lots of people in the state of Maine, Card was also an avid boater and fisherman. Until he's caught, the entire state and beyond remain on edge. Three of the 13 people wounded in these shootings
6: were listed in critical condition. You've heard of smash and grab robberies. Now comes crash and grab. Police say bad guys wearing masks intentionally rammed into a car in L.A. just to rob the driver. As Jim Ray reports, it was so dramatic. Witnesses thought they had wandered onto a movie set.
4: You're watching a crash-and-grab robbery after cops say these masked men intentionally rammed a vehicle off the road. The bewildered victim, the driver of an Alfa Romeo, puts his hands in the air and kneels. The chaotic scene unfolded in broad daylight in Los Angeles, where smash-and-grab robberies had become an all-too-common occurrence. But a crash-and-grab on a busy freeway seems like a new low. The brazen thieves go through the victim's smashed up car. This witness recorded the unbelievable robbery. Did you hear the thieves say anything to the victim? The only thing I hear, they said, where's the uh, jewels? So where's the jewels, they say. So it was clear to you that those thieves knew what they were after exactly this eyewitness boldly walks right up recording the heist as it unfolds hey, no more. Hey, stay there. the thieves seem befuddled searching for something even scanning the area outside of the vehicle they finally make their way to the getaway car a white chevrolet malibu
9: it appears that it was uh, targeted
4: law enforcement is not commenting on what the thieves stole
6: Now to the war in the Middle East, which has led to angry protests on college campuses across the country. But this is the most dramatic yet, with students locking themselves in the library for safety. Les Trent has details.
8: Fear on campus as pro-Palestinian protesters storm a New York college. They head for the seventh floor library at the famed Cooper Union. Then they pound on the doors, threatening eleven Jewish students who have sought sanctuary, locking themselves inside. They can see protesters waving wooden sticks and anti-Semitic posters at the library windows. The protesters left without gaining entry, but some of the terrified students say they called 911 and no
2: one came.
6: It's unbelievable that this could happen here. I this is The second largest Jewish population after Israel. How do people not have tolerance, compassion, understanding?
8: There were more chaotic scenes at Cooper Union today as a protester interrupted a lawyer representing the Jewish students.
4: The day after, Jewish students are threatened, their safety is threatened. These people have the audacity to come out here and try to make it about themselves.
8: The chilling incident comes as colleges across America are in turmoil, with tense face-offs between pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian groups. Hedge fund billionaire Leon Cooperman, who has donated $50 million to his alma mater, Columbia University, says he won't be giving any more because he's so fed up with the anti-Semitism he sees at the Ivy League campus.
6: Where are we in the world when 1,300 Israeli civilians I think these kids at
8: the colleges have for brains. And look what happened at a gathering of the families of the 224 hostages. Sirens warn of an imminent Hamas rocket attack. Hundreds flee to shelters.
6: Back here at home, brazen shoplifting has led to stores locking up pretty much everything. There's often so much wait time for help as Lisa Gorella reports it feels like
3: you shop till you drop. Thanks to brazen thieves. You going to pay for that? Retailers are locking up more products than ever. Everything's locked up. Baby formula, razors, toothpaste. They locked up the underwear. And that's creating frustration for
2: customers across the country. I ended up uh, waiting about 13 to 14 minutes and then I just kind of gave up.
3: It could be discouraging to a customer. So how long does it take for customers to pick up some of those everyday items behind lock and key? We went shopping to find out. After pushing the help button,
7: an associate will be right with you.
3: We timed how long it took for someone to come to our assistance. At this Target store in Manhattan, we tried to buy toothpaste. We asked for assistance three times. It took seven minutes before anyone showed up, and then their key didn't even work. In another aisle, we waited 10 and a half minutes to buy vitamins. Over at CVS in Manhattan, things went much faster. We waited just 30 seconds for the body wash and 30 seconds for razors. But at this Walmart in New Jersey, we pressed the help button three times for baby formula. The wait? 15 minutes. This manager apologized for how long it took. What about an electric toothbrush? Can you believe 24 minutes? In total, it took 40 minutes to pick up three items and proceed to check out at the same Walmart. Retail shopping expert Phil Lempert.
2: For retailers, it's just as frustrating as it is for us shoppers. If the store is busy and there's two or three people pressing the button all at the same time, you could be there 10, 15, 20 minutes waiting for your turn.
7: An associate will be right with you.
6: We didn't hear back from Walmart and CVS. Target didn't address the wait times, but tells us they are committed to combating retail crime.
2: Next, wedding cake in your face. Some brides think it's fun. Lots of others are outraged. This bride says it even led to her divorce.
5: So disrespectful. Is it time to end the tradition of smashing the wedding cake in the bride's face?
2: Plus, double-duty homecoming queen. She's also conducting the band. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
0: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in
3: You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's a wedding
6: tradition. Brides and grooms feeding each other the wedding cake, but it has gotten so
5: crazy lately. One bride says it actually led to her divorce. Have brides just about had it with the tradition of smashing wedding cake smack into their faces? Traditionally, newlyweds feed each other wedding cake at their reception. That's what me and my husband Mitch did at our wedding. But many bride and grooms go even further, and sometimes it can get way out of hand. How'd you like your wedding day to include a moment like this? Or this?
0: If you spend all that time getting ready for your wedding day and someone is smearing cake on your face. No, it's
5: kind of gross. Yeah, Yeah. Lots of couples do love the wedding cake smash. I think it's a cool idea. Salvatore and Celeste Labuyo had a big laugh at their wedding when she smashed wedding cake in his face. He found it cute. I don't think he was
3: expecting me to do it. It was a little out of character and he thought it was funny.
5: And they know from cakes, they run the Little Cupcake Bake Shop in New York City. But others beg to differ. Lori Baker says when her husband smashed the wedding cake, in her face it was a bad omen for the marriage and he took it and he just smashed it i mean it was all over my face it went down my dress my two thousand yeah. dollars dress. did you want to cry at that moment absolutely I wanted to leave, quite frankly. And so she did. They are now divorced. Wedding planner Alyssa Petnato recommends that couples work it out before the big day so there are no surprises. If you are going to smash the cake in each other's
6: face, have a conversation beforehand about what is respectful, you know, maybe a light dab on the nose, a little cheeky, you know, dab on the lip, but don't smash it into anyone's face. Experts also say, whatever you do, put the knife down before the cake smash. Still to come, it is double duty for a homecoming
9: queen. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
6: She's a very talented homecoming queen. Alandria!
8: This homecoming queen is doing double duty. 20-year-old Alandria Maddox is crowned at Arkansas State University, but the history major doesn't get a second to celebrate. That's because she's not just homecoming queen, she's also the band's drum major, and the band is about to perform. There she goes, up the stairs of the podium, and with the wave of her hands, she fires up the band. She's still wearing her wrist corsage and her crown.
3: It was so much to happen in one second that i, I it was a little overwhelming.
8: Drum major and homecoming queen, all in one young woman.
6: She's amazing. And coming up, Halloween magic. Finally, today, he's definitely ready for Halloween.
7: It's Harry Potter flying on a broomstick. Like my costume? How'd this clever kid do it? He's holding a mirror while gliding on a motorized skateboard. Well, that's so cool. And away he goes.
6: Guess he's got to get to Hogwarts. We'll see you next time.
9: Survivor's back, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.
3: Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you